0: Hey friends, this is Keenan, the Creative Arts Minister at the Christian Church of Carl Junction. And I just want to say thank you for joining us for this podcast. The Christian Church of Carl Junction exists to glorify God by being disciples who make more disciples. We do that by coming to God, thriving in family, and going on mission for his kingdom. We hope that this podcast helps you take next steps in following Jesus with everything that you have. Now, here's today's podcast episode. Good morning and welcome to the Christian Church of Carl Junction. This is a place where we come to Jesus and where we thrive as a family and where we go on mission. We had missionaries who left, short-term missionaries, who left and went to Mexico recently. They made it back. Bless the Lord, and we're grateful for it. They worked for Ninos de Mexico, getting a house ready so that Ninos de Mexico can have one more house. And receive more children. Very grateful for that. Mick and Lisa O'Hanahan, who are with us here this morning, uh, worked with that ministry. And thank you for lining things up so everybody could go. And as far as I know, nobody got sick. Nobody got stuck at an airport too long. And <laughs> and I think everybody's suitcases came back, which is something I always pray about because I've had it happen the other way. Um, my name is Ralph Shedd. I am one of the elders here at Christian Church Carl Junction. And uh uh just so you know, our elders are Harvey Bendure, John Desmond, who is with us in this service, and Mick O'Hanahan, who has already been named, he's with us this service, and Ralph Shedd, yours truly, and we work together with Adam Jones. Adam is joining today uh online as an attendee. So Hi, Adam. <laughs> Everything's going fine. I actually got to go to Mexico while the others were in Mexico, but I was invited to a different city. I went to Monterey, had never been there before, got to stay with people that I didn't know before, and got to teach at a Bible institute that I didn't know about before. Uh, my assigned topic was Christian theology theology. One. You may gasp in amazement. They would have Ralph teach that. But anyway, uh, I should report just a few things because several people here were praying for me and thank you very much. Things went really, really well. I was well received. They thought my accent was funny. I think that's cute. I had, I had to tune my ears into their style of Spanish also. But, uh, it was hot there. It was hot here. <laughs> Air conditioning stopped there. Hope yours is doing okay. Um, but they had fans in the church building where, where we were. And the dedication of the students is noteworthy. After a full day's work at 8 o'clock in the evening, they go to class. And they they study under the teacher from 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock. And then they go home, get their night's sleep, and get up and do the same thing the next day. And that's Monday through Friday for two weeks in a row so i I really appreciate their dedication, and um they they got to where they would smile while I was talking, which made me feel real accepted so you can do the same and uh, and when I ask a question, and the obvious answer is yes, if you nod, I can preach faster okay so it was, it was a wonderful trip for me as well as the others who went to Querétaro in Mexico to help get the, the house ready for Niños de Mexico. There is an event that we're celebrating today. This is July 4th, 2021. And it was 245 years ago that our founding fathers signed a document and it officially split the country that we live in now, from England. Well, it was a terrible and bloody war that confirmed that split, but we are independent now, the United States of America, and I I would like to make a statement or three about that. The USA was begun with the idea that humans could govern themselves as a nation if they would be mature enough... Becoming mature is what the sermon is about today. If they would be mature enough to take God seriously and live unselfishly for the good of others, it still works in a nation. Let's do it. Let's be grateful. Many people have died so you and I could worship God freely, so we could pick a job that would support our families, and so we would not have to be controlled by a tyrant When you vote, as a believer, you are saying, I want my country to go the way of Christian values. What the Bible teaches, who Jesus is, and taking him into account. When you don't vote, you are saying, I don't care what direction my nation heads. Register. Vote. Pray for spiritual renewal in our land. That's what will straighten things out. As you turn to Philippians chapter 1, I want to tell you a story from my childhood. In my grade school, we had a little rhyme that we used to embarrass each other. And it went like this. Steve and LaDonna sitting in a tree. K I S S I N G. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes Steve pushing a baby carriage. And when we would say that, Steve would shake his head and say, No, 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 not in a million years, no. Of course, they put my name in that rhyme too. When I was 26 years of age, indeed, I was glad to... For people to know that I love my wife. I, I never climbed a tree to kiss her, but I indeed was the one who pushed the baby stroller and we were proud to be a family. So, so what made the difference? Well, from 9 to 26 years of age made a difference. My class doesn't use that rhyme anymore. We are more mature. I want you to be more mature. I want me to be more mature. And you know, I, even without me saying it, it's Jesus who is the example. So if you feel like you're mature now, you just step up next to Jesus and see how you stack up. Okay, I need to become more mature. We are now ready to read from Philippians chapter 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. That would mean the elders and deacons, the bishops and the deacons. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a good place to pause and to pray. Don't lose your place. Father, I want to thank you that the Apostle Paul blessed brethren... With your grace and your peace, we receive that blessing. Thank you very much, because this letter is for us too. And I pray over this congregation and over everybody watching online, Father, may we have your grace and your peace. May we want to be mature like Jesus, like the Apostle Paul. May we take lessons from your Bible and not stay the same. Give us a next, next step, Father. For the honor of Jesus, we will live. Amen. We're ready now for verse 3. <clears throat> and as I read these next verses, I want you to be looking for words that have to do with maturity. Alright? I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. His confidence there was that. The one who began a work in... And and you know when that starts, that's when you decide to follow Jesus. That's when you're baptized. That's when you're forgiven. That's when you name Jesus as Lord. That's when you start your spiritual walk as a new person. Okay? Paul is saying to these Christians, I'm confident that the Lord will bring that to completion. He's going to make you more and more like Jesus. Wow. He's really confident, isn't he? Well, I... I have that thing confidence in you guys. The Lord is at work in you. Let's become more mature. So the words of maturity that I marked, you may have thought of others as I was reading. Verse 3, he says, I thank my God. He was thankful. In all my prayers for you, verse 4, he was prayerful. I always pray with joy. He was joyful. Being confident of this in verse 6. He was confident. What, isn't that how you would like to be? Thankful and prayerful and joyful and confident. I am the proud grandfather of a brand new grandbaby. Our third grandchild was born just two days ago and she's a sweetie. Didn't, didn't you know I would think that? She is not confident. She's not thankful. She's not prayerful. She doesn't have these qualities. Why not? She's not mature. Are you mature? We're holding up the apostle Paul as an example of maturity. Let's be more like him. (laughs) You know the opposite of mature. She touched me first. He's not playing fair. Why do I never get to be the first one to start the play? I am not getting loud. Have you ever heard words like that? Okay, well, when you're around little ones, that's the kinds of things that they say. But it doesn't take little ones, does it, to see immaturity? Okay, instead of talking about anybody here in the room present, I'd like to, to... draw your attention to the Hebrew people after they left Egypt. Alright? This is in the book of Exodus. They prayed to the Lord God to stop being slaves. They were done with it. They were tired of it. And and we're talking centuries, okay? These prayers went on for more than one generation. And so, the Lord sends Moses. So, Moses talks with Pharaoh. Pharaoh, you're really going to have to let them go. And so Pharaoh said, you know what? They're lazy. They're thinking about doing this religious thing. I'll tell you what, make them look for their own straw. And they need to make as many bricks as they made before. Then we'll see what they say about these people have to leave. So they said, Moses, this isn't what we had in mind when we wanted to be freed from slavery. So after ten plagues, they're leaving. They are walking out triumphantly, and they're headed for the Promised Land. And just a few days later, they find themselves trapped between the sea and Pharaoh's army. Oh, no! Moses, it would have been better to die as slaves in Egypt than to die here on the beach being killed by the army. So, the Lord delivered them again without firing an arrow. So they got on the other side of the sea and they celebrated. But before long, they were hungry. Moses, we had pots of meat to eat when we were slaves. It would be better to be slaves than to die of hunger here in this desert. So the Lord gave them meat. Thirty days worth. And bread. Every day until they got to the promised land. Except for Saturday. And they collected twice on Friday. Twice as much on Friday. So they would have on Saturday. Moses, we're thirsty. <laughs> it would have been better to die in slaves. You, you, are you catching the pattern? Be better to die in slaves than to die of thirst here in the desert. Why didn't they ever say, Lord, you've taken care of us from the very first. We're counting on you again. We're going to die of dehydration if you don't send water. They didn't do it. They complained. They were... Immature. Let's be mature. So I used to make fun of the Hebrews in the desert because forty years they were still complaining, forty years, and they didn't learn basic lessons. And so I used to, I used to really give it to them hard. And then one time the Lord spoke to me. He said, "Ralphie, we have a close relationship." He can call me Ralph. You can call me Ralph if you want to. But he said, you don't learn lessons very fast either. Now, do you? Well, I... forty. Um, no. I don't learn lessons very fast either. Okay. And, um, you know, he let me off the hook, but I don't make fun of the Hebrews anymore. Okay? I'm a slow learner. I make a pledge when I think about it. I want to learn quicker than in 40 years. Don't you? Let's reach out for maturity. My uh, children have an aunt, Aunt Vicky, And Aunt Vicky is a trainer of children. She has 20 grandchildren. She's good at what she does. She says things like, Oh, oh. I don't hear a whiny voice. Can you ask me again in a pleasant voice? And they do. <laughs> they ask her again in a pleasant voice. When we're at dinner at Aunt Vicky's house, every child eats at least one bite of every item on their plate. And when dinner is over, guess who picks up the dirty dishes and, and carts them off to the kitchen? It's the children. Oh, my goodness. They are mature beyond their years, aren't they? I'd like to be mature beyond my years, and it's getting harder and harder because I keep having birthdays. How did Paul get so mature? Who trained him? He didn't have Aunt Vicki. I want to read to you from Colossians. You can look it up or not, but don't lose your place in Philippians. A couple of the sheets over. In Colossians chapter 3, Paul gives a clue about how he became mature and was still becoming that. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. such Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the, at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died Your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. So we're to think more like Jesus. We're to put our mind on the things that Jesus put His mind on. We're to act like Jesus. And sometimes it really feels artificial. Go ahead and do it. It becomes a habit. It's good for us. (laughs) He continues in Colossians 3 saying, these are things you need to give up. And he makes a list of sins and bad habits. Give them up. And then he lists a bunch of virtues that it would be good to learn to do. And these are things that he was learning to do and had learned to do. The Lord himself trained Paul. The Lord himself will train you. And the church leaders here will be glad to help you. Also, since all of the elders have reached such a higher echelon of maturity... Okay, I have two elders here that I'm looking at and they are... <laughs> we're working, okay We are a work in progress and the Lord is working on us but that was supposed to get a laugh. Let's be like Paul. We're ready to read verse 7. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. And whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how long, how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. What a sweet relationship he had with the brothers and sisters in this church that he wrote to in the city of Philippi. He Would do anything for them. They would do anything for Him. So, how did that happen? How did they get a relationship like that? He had served them. They had served Him. Service to each other binds you together in Christ. So, let's keep doing that. Let's do more of that. Let's thrive as the family of God. So, do you have people... That you have that kind of relationship with? They could call you any anytime, day or night, and you would be available to them? Are there people who know they could call on you and, and know that if they didn't call, you would be disappointed to find out later? I have a book I want to read to you, and it's all about Maturity. And let's go to page one. Once upon a time, there were three little pigs. They were very curious about the big, wide world. One summer morning, they set off together. The three little pigs enjoyed being on their own. They shared picnics. They played hide-and-seek with their new friends. Soon, fall winds began to blow. The pigs knew they would need a warm, safe house for the winter. The pigs decided they would each build their own house. The first little pig grabbed the first thing he saw, some straw from a nearby field, and began to work. The first little pig built his house quickly without much planning. The other two pigs thought the house of straw might not be strong enough. The second little pig thought sticks might be stronger than straw. He gathered the best sticks he could find. He made a frame from the long sticks. Then he tied sticks to the frame to make walls. The second little pig was very happy with his new house. The third little pig was not sure that sticks would be strong enough. He thought that bricks would make a good, sturdy house. The third little pig began to work. After a long time, he finished his brick house. He was quite happy with it. The two other little pigs were not sure that the brick house was worth all that hard work. While the three little pigs were playing one day, they came across some wolf tracks. They knew the wolf was near. So they ran to their homes and locked their houses up tight. Soon, the wolf knocked on the door of the first little pig's house. Little pig, little pig, let me come in, said the wolf. No, cried the first little pig, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Then I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house in, shouted the wolf. And with a mighty blow, the wolf blew down the house of straw. The first pig ran to the second pig's house. Soon the wolf knocked on the door. Little pigs, little pigs, let me come in, said the wolf. No, cried the pigs, not by the hair of our chinny-chin-chins. Then I'll huff and I'll puff. And I'll blow your house in, shouted the wolf. And with a great breath, the wolf blew down the house of sticks. The two little pigs ran to the brick house. Soon the wolf knocked on the door. Little pigs, little pigs, let me come in, said the wolf. No, shouted the pigs together, not by the hair of our chinny-chin-chins. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in, shouted the wolf. The wolf tried and tried. He could not blow down the house of bricks. The wolf came up with a new plan. The three little pigs guessed what he might do, so they lit a fire in the fireplace. The wolf climbed down the chimney. Before he reached the bottom, his tail caught fire. The wolf ran away in a panic. The three little pigs stood in front of the sturdy brick house as they watched the wolf disappear. The wolf was never seen again. The pigs lived happily ever after. The end. If your way in life is to do things the quickest way, the fastest way, the easiest way, you're going to wind up in a place you don't want to be. Thankfully, the third little pig who had a long view for life was also someone who had a heart for others. Let's be like that. We're ready for verse 9. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Paul's desire for his friends in in Philippi was that they would grow in love. And there are lots of really good things that it says in in these few verses, but I I want to stick just with love. Are you growing in love? Do you want to grow in love? Are you willing to grow in love? Do you know how to grow in love? That's part of what church is for. So we can teach each other and grow together in love. So love doesn't just happen because you feel something special in your heart. It's work. <laughs> it's service. <laughs> you help people. So I maybe, maybe your thought is, Well, that's all fine and good, but where I live, where I work... I work hard and I don't get paid much. People are unkind where I am. Things just don't go smoothly like in a sermon, maybe. It's, it's tough to be for Christ and be in a world that's full of darkness. Yes, it is. But you can serve. And if you are serving, you can learn to serve better and more and more people. There's always a next step. This is one of those places where you nod your head. There's always a next step for the followers of Jesus to take. So, I'm wanting to encourage you. How about uh, as as a backup for what you are doing and what you want in your life? Wouldn't it be neat if the Apostle Paul were still around that he he would pray these things for you? I would like that. Ha-ha! The elders of this church are praying for you. And the elders may not be using those exact words, but part of what the elders pray for is that you would grow up in Jesus, that you would be more mature. And, and okay, we're not as mature as the Apostle Paul, but you're being prayed for. If you don't know who your praying elder is and you're part of this congregation... You need to ask me, ask somebody, so we can find out. And if if you haven't been included, and it's James Billings who keeps the list. So if you know James, you can go straight to James. If if your name hasn't been added to the list yet, we need to get you in on that. Because all the time, constantly, you are being prayed for by the elders of this congregation. So, what kinds of things might I suggest that you do? Um... Here's one. When you're at a restaurant and you're being served by somebody, find out the server's name. And when you know the server's name, call them by name and say, Hey, before we eat the good food you're about to bring us, we're going to pray. Is there something we could pray for you? And whatever they say then you pray for them when you're praying. All right? When you talk with people, um, what do you talk mostly about? I've not taken a survey, but I'm afraid mostly we talk about us. That's what we know the most about. I, I memorized a little poem when I was in college, and it's about being selfish. And now you're going to hear it. I gave a little party this afternoon at three. It was very small. Three guests in all, just I, myself, and me. Myself ate up the sandwiches while I drank up the tea, and it was I who ate the pie and passed the cake to me. Being wrapped up in yourself is being immature. And so when you talk, I want to suggest that you stop talking so much about yourself. And ask questions. Listen to the other person. Find out what's on their heart. What's going wrong. What's going right in their lives. And pray for them. You might pray for them right then. If that would be embarrassing, then don't. But make a commitment and pray for that person. There's lots that can be done without getting sweaty. But prayer, good prayer, is work. So, how about to... Um, have you ever made a meal for somebody else? I tell them ahead of time so they're not cooking for themselves, and go and eat it with them, or take it to them and, and let them, the person, the family, have a meal at your expense. And then they're going to wonder uh, what what brought all this on. Tell them you heard Ralph preach a sermon, and it was about maturity. Serving people. When when somebody's car breaks down, can you make time to help that person? Maybe you're not a mechanic. I'm not either. But you can give them a ride somewhere. When somebody's sump pump isn't working, can you become available to help them? Maturity has to do with serving other people. We help because we care. All right, now, this message is all for Christians. If you're not a believer, baptized and forgiven, uh, you, you, you can't become mature like the Apostle Paul became mature, because you're not following Jesus yet. So, you need to follow Jesus. And that's why we have a next steps table. I'm going to be, while we're singing this song, I invite you to leave your seat and come see me. I'm going to be out the side double doors at the back and straight across. If you are a believer and the Lord is asking you to do something different in your life, something that would help you become mature, I'd like to hear about it. I'd like to pray for you. Would you come see me too? The Lord wants you to become mature. Pray with me. Let's stand up first and then pray with me. It is in joy, Father, that we recognize the Apostle Paul was a mature person and he wrote joyful things to the Philippian Christians even while he was chained to a Roman soldier. Our attitudes aren't always that good, Father, but we want them to be. Would you grow us up, Father, so that we look more and more like Jesus? Use your word. Use your family. Use circumstances in life to teach us how to face adversity. If we're not in it, it's coming. And Lord, I pray that we would seek out the third little pig. Oh, better yet, that we would seek out someone who is building their house on the rock and have them teach us what Jesus has taught them so that we can have our house firm on the rock listening to Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to the Christian Church of Carl Junction podcast. If you're looking to take next steps of following Jesus, please email me at kenan at cccj.church. And I would love to connect with you in taking your next step in following Jesus.